This week's Life Note, musical inspiration. Welcome to Life Notes from Chair 17, a podcast dedicated to sharing life stories, wisdoms and inspirations as we navigate life's journey. Host C.H. aims to share thoughtful perspectives and insights from her own life journey, as well as those of special guests and contributors. Tune in for thoughtful conversations about lessons learned, wisdoms gained, experiences had, and inspirations shared. Find us where you get your podcasts and be sure to hit follow or subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, enjoy this week's episode. All right. Welcome in, friends, to, drumroll please, the very first episode of Life Notes from Chair 17. Yay. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a journey, <laughs> a life journey uh, to get this launched. So I'm pretty excited. Thank you so much for finding me in this corner of the podcast universe. I am your host, CH. And depending on where you might be tuning in from, uh, quick check of the weather. Fall has definitely fallen here in the Pacific Northwest. And... <laughs> As I like to say, winter is coming, and we will be taking the black soon. Uh, true fact, though, I really wasn't that big of a Game of Thrones fan, but for some reason, the phrases of winter is coming and taking the black are really appropriate ways to describe uh, the long, dark days that await us here as the seasons change. And it's funny because I'm not originally from the Pacific Northwest, so as a Southern Californian uh, born and raised, I really never want to see the sun and the warm weather leave. I know my fellow Pacific Northwesterners often want the return of the rain, but I don't. Um, and it's taken me a lot of years to acclimate to what feels like nine plus months of gray and rain. But... I'm happy to report that this year I I did feel a little bit different, like I was actually ready for fall. Now, I don't know if that was because I was getting ready for the launch of this podcast and kind of picking October as the month because it is technically my favorite month of the year. I'm a big Halloween fan, big horror movie fan, big Halloween horror movie fan, so... Kind of seemed like the right month uh, to launch it, but I digress. I know you didn't come here to hear me talk about the weather or October. So um, one of the goals that I have with this podcast uh, is to really have it be a positive space uh, to talk all things life, lessons, wisdoms, experiences, inspirations, all of the above, some of the above, one of the above, uh, as we take on this thing called life. And to try to do that uh, by telling one story at a time, whether it is my own story uh, or it is with uh, folks that I would like to line up uh, 
for future episodes as part of what I am calling the C-17 community. And in thinking about what I wanted to do for this first episode, I really wanted to start with a story of of inspiration or a story of a source of inspiration. And it actually is quite timely because it's one that I'm leaning into uh, really heavily these days, and that is longstanding music inspiration or music being a source of inspiration. It has and it continues to be a really important part of my life. Um, And for about, well, as long as I can remember, it's what I would say it is a fundamental part of what makes me me. Now, some of you who know me may already know this or might be surprised by it. Um, But it is an inspiration in a way that might be different than, say, someone who's always going to music festivals or sets a certain number of concerts they go and see each year or even has chosen to make music their profession uh, or their life calling. For me, it really strikes a chord, pun intended, uh, more from within. Uh, And it is often tied to really important chapters of my life and what I like to call an ongoing soundtrack of my life. The earliest memory I have of being drawn to music is sitting in my childhood bedroom when I was maybe seven or eight years old and listening to the radio and waiting for Fleetwood Mac's Hold Me song to be played. Now, if you haven't heard the song, go listen to it. It's a good one. I don't know why this particular memory is the one that seems to start the musical inspiration journey, but it is. Uh, The opening piano riff is beautiful. Christine McVie's voice is beautiful, particularly in harmony with Lindsay Buckingham. There was just something about the piano and the rhythm of that that song that really spoke to me, really, like it made you feel good. And we have to remember, too, that these were the days when you couldn't just say, Alexa, please play Hold Me by Fleetwood Mac, or you couldn't jump on to Spotify and stream it 4,567 times in a row. These were the days of radio and DJs and station rotation playlists, AM, FM radio, my 102.7 KISS FM days being in a Southern California radio market. And so, you know, you'd hear a song either from the beginning or maybe, you know, come halfway into it or just at the end or if you caught the whole thing because you've been listening for a couple of hours. It was something about that exercise uh, of waiting for one of those songs that you couldn't wait to hear again, but you also had no idea when you might unless you went out and bought the cassette, the CD, the album, or you called into the radio station and requested it and they said they'd play it for you, you know, within the hour or something. I never did that, but 
the feeling of really wanting to seriously hear the song again. It's a feeling that I, over the next X number of years, led to many, many air guitar moments in my bedroom, which I actually am calling air drumming moments. Now, what is air drumming? Well, when your mom says that you can't play drums in real life or take drum lessons, you get really creative to kind of stay connected to your passion. So in my case, I'd set up pillows and blankets at the end of my bed and play to songs that I would hear on the radio as if I was in some sort of rock pop band and I had this like really cool looking drum kit, which of course was made out of nothing more than pillows and sheets and blankets. And I would do this for hours on end, right? Much to the 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 annoyance of the people who were in the house with me and had to listen to me blasting my music. And trust me, headphones definitely didn't cut it no matter how much I turned them up or how long the cord was. So it was way more fun to crank the radio into the big speakers and then listen and play along. Uh, And as a child of the 80s, I obviously grew up really in sort of the pop dance uh, rock genre. So like dance bands like Expose were my favorite, sort of pop rock, rock set. Uh, 80s rock band, Def Leppard, I was a big fan. Fleetwood, Mac, obviously Stevie Nicks is a solo artist. So I would amass a collection of full albums, but I also amassed a collection of of what were called singles back then. Like now today, you can just go out and stream a single song from an album, but pre-streaming days, you could purchase a cassette or later a CD single of the radio edit or the first single off someone's album and then that could help you decide whether or not you wanted to buy the whole album so I will say it's much easier and much better today to just search for the song and play it and hit repeat but all of these things were sort of how I was building my own musical inspirational library from artists and songs that I could hear on the radio And then, of course, there was, at the time that I was growing up in primary school, we had violin in second grade. I took piano in middle school, and I had sort of forming the idea that maybe I might go to college in some sort of musical capacity. I really got fascinated with ads at the back of, like, Guitar Magazine or modern drummer where there was ads for like trade schools where you could go off and become a sound engineer or something. I was seriously fascinated by the ads that showed big giant mixer boards with all the buttons and the knobs and the switches. I was like, what is that? I want to go do that. But alas, I never did that. And that's okay because other parts of my life took an interesting turn, which we will get to, but something that comes out of that era is also the the tangible ownership of a cassette and a CD that had liner notes, right? 
uh, in today's world, unless you actually physically go purchase it, you don't often get that anymore. Uh, but back in the day, uh, I would pour over them. Uh, the notes of the album, the, the credits of each song and the musicians and their role and what they played and reading the thanks that some of those artists would give to those who had supported them in their musical journey and of which now I was listening to and potentially also being inspired by. I just really loved the whole thing. And I really did live and breathe music from a young age. Uh, and I did it in a way that almost seems kind of quietly or from afar or very personal or very privately because I didn't pursue it and I just kept it as a hobby and as a personal interest. But even through all these years where, you know, my life and what I've chosen to do as a profession and whatnot has not become solely in the music world, the inspirational aspect and impact of music hasn't left me like ever. It's the thing that I turn to all the time. And as the soundtrack of my life has evolved, it's really both in times of celebration and excitement that I turn to music, but it's also in times of struggle and challenge. And I'm, I'm going to assume and say I'm pretty sure I'm not alone in that. We all have a sense, I think, or have been touched by music or the power of music. We often hear fans talk about the profound impact a particular artist's music has had on their life. And for me, something that has consistently happened is that the inspiration has never only come from one particular genre or one particular artist. And instead, it seems almost without fail that I come across particular pieces of music at particular moments in my life. And often, mostly, when I'm not expecting it. So I will hear it in a restaurant, a store, the airport, a movie, television show, in a commercial. Something catches my attention. I will listen for a chorus or a lyric or maybe a credit where I can go and try to find out what I just heard. And I will say, uh, the ability to source almost instantly nowadays sure beats the old days of trying to describe the piece of music to someone in a record store. And so some of you may notice that the title of this first episode is an ode to a Taylor Swift song from her Folklore album. So Taylor's version, This Is Me Trying. My version, This Is Me Starting. Uh, Swifties will get this, and if you're not a Swiftie, that's completely okay. No worries. And if you'll allow me a sidebar on Taylor for a moment, I am a fan but I'm probably what uh, you would consider more of a casual fan and somebody that came to know her later in her career. So I 
started and got introduced to her through her 1989 album, which I love, but I fell off following her for a bit. Uh, and I never did go back and listen to any of her earlier albums after um, releasing 1989, which, sidebar, does her version comes out on October 27th, so that's uh, very good news for Swifties. Um, and as a result of her being really in a lot of pop culture conversation at the moment as a result of the immensely impactful eras to her, I started listening to her again. And I went back and started listening to some of her older stuff. Now, I I did follow the rule of only listening to the Taylor versions. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what that is, you can Google uh, why there are Taylor versions and why there are not, and it's a very long, complicated story. Definitely listen to only ones that are Taylor's versions. Swifties will thank you, as will Taylor. Um, I know I did not get tickets to the Eras Tour, uh, and I do know by, I think, three degrees of separation, people who did go and had the good fortune of going, if you were one of them, awesome, congrats, props to you. But from what I understand, there really are like no words to describe the experience. It is a cultural phenomenon of an event. And as somebody who has been to a number of concerts, I know from my own experience, I've never seen an artist perform consistently for three plus hours doing 40 plus songs and having the entire stadium singing every single song, every single lyric, every single chorus for the exact same amount of time that the artist is performing. No rest, no break, no nothing. It is an impressive example of how much music can really touch our lives, right? Inspire our lives, move our lives, and become the soundtrack of our lives. And so when I heard her song, This Is Me Trying, I was really moved, not only by the melody, but by the lyrics. Uh, the song is written about people who are going through a really rough patch, to put it in layman's terms, specifically suffering from addiction or mental health challenges and just really having that everyday struggle. And that sounds heavy, and it's not meant to be a Debbie Downer moment in this life story, but part of the inspiration of this podcast actually bore out of the sense of trying to move beyond a very tough, isolating, difficult few years that I like to refer to as my pandemic processing years, quote unquote. You had too much time solo to think about too many things and maybe not to think about them in a good way, or maybe not to think of myself in a good way, or my life in that moment or in these moments in a good way. But yet somehow I kept trying to not lose sight of what next was going to look like on the other side of these challenging years. Now, there was music inspiration in these years, especially as I, I started playing drums again. 
because I had been away from them for a while. But I didn't find the song, This Is Me Trying, really until the last couple of months, even though it was actually written and released during the pandemic and during the time when I was really in a tough spot. So irony, perhaps, but would I have heard it the same in 2020 or in 2021 as I did this year? And I would argue I wouldn't. Why? Because I wasn't meant to hear it then. I was meant to hear it now, at this moment. Music for a particular occasion, for a particular inspiration, and as part of my life journey, I do believe pretty strongly that everything does happen for a reason and in the time that it is meant to happen. That old saying that timing is everything. And just like all the other pieces of music that have been woven through my life journey at key moments, I believe this was also one of those moments. And what is that key moment for me now? That it's never too late to start something new or to follow a new passion and that on the other side of struggle, we may not be what we once were and we may not know yet what we are going to be, but that that is okay. And as long as we keep trying and we don't stop trying, that is okay. Which brings me to the other part of this musical inspiration life note and it actually comes from a phrase coined by my day job which at the time it was being used felt like it was fingernails down a chalkboard given the context in which I first heard it but now in this moment and in this context it holds a completely different meaning and that is start by starting so yes, that probably sounds really corny, but it's actually, I'm finding to be really true. And on the surface, it sounds super simple to do. But when we're coming out of a place of challenge or struggle, of difficulty, perhaps even pain or hurt, the idea of starting something that isn't perfect or isn't finished or isn't something that we know by heart, it feels really daunting. And it can seem really daunting. And especially maybe for those of us who might be overthinkers or overanalyzers or worriers or who didn't come with the, the just do it gene, right? There are going to be those folks that never struggle to start something or never have a sense of doubt or fear, never lack self-confidence that would prevent them from starting something, but... A lot of us do have something that perhaps holds us back from what we may really want to do or what we feel we really would love to do or that we wish we could have the chance to do. And we sometimes just keep waiting for a time or a place or a moment to go after it. But in reality, that moment is actually this moment. It's in the now. It doesn't have to be perfect or flawless, or permanent. It can just be in the moment where it is at. It can be small. It can be a baby step. It can be a first phase. 
a continued phase, a next phase. It doesn't even have to be the final phase. But it does have to be started. And we have to have the courage to start by starting it. To get it moving and to get it to next. And so as I start this podcast journey at this part of my life soundtrack, suffice it to say that this is me trying to start by starting. And I hope that you'll continue listening in on me as we venture down this life note journey. But in the meantime, be kind to yourself. Take it one hour at a time, one day at a time, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Life Notes from Chair 17. Remember to follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.